Miss Sanchez, Milk Steagle, once again on the Wide Open Podcast. Uh, Davis, there are a few elephants in the room that need to be discussed. Uh, let's go out to your favorite place in the world, Edmonton. Talk about what's going on with these Elks. Uh, 0-8, uh, trying to not only get their first victory of the year, but their first home win as the Elks. So they decided to go with Trey Ford. Uh, what do you think about that, and why do you think they decided to do that? It's pressure that they've now had to deal with because everyone's been asking. If they thought that Trey Ford was their best option or even an option, as bad as the quarterback play has been, he would have been out there already. Exactly. He hasn't yeah. even been out there, much less right. started. So it, this is this is concerning. This, to me, is a, a move completely out of desperation mm-hmm. and to try to get the fan base, uh, you know, on their side because this is, you know, you would have played Trey Ford a long time ago, as bad as their quarterback play has been. So I hope the best, and I want I want him to succeed <laughs> badly for a lot of reasons. Right. But in looking at how they feel about the situation, I don't think that they think that Trey Ford uh, is their best option. I've, I've, I've saw some people on social media suggest that they weren't planning because he was Canadian. And I'm like, come on, people. If, if Chris Jones thought – Drake at quarterback could make his team better. He would have put him in. It has nothing to do with Trey Ford being Canadian or American or whatever it is. It's it's all about him not giving them the best opportunity to win the game. But now as as, as Trey Ford, I'm thinking like, wow, they're they're giving me an opportunity, but they're only giving me an opportunity because the other guys in front of me can't get it done. They don't think I'm the best. They just right. think, hey, we have nothing to lose. Let's throw him in there now. What do we have to lose? We're on eight. We can't win yeah. with these other two guys, so let's give him a shot. So, and it, does he know that? That's what I mean. Does Trey Trey's got to feel that he's got to? He's I don't. Not, I, I don't think so. I don't. I, you don't I, think I, that no. he realizes that it, no. they, they, they're only playing him now after all this? I don't. If 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 I'm if I'm if I'm in Trey Ford's head, I don't think he feels that way. I think he feels like they're saying, okay, now they realize they got to give me a shot. Now they realize, okay, I'm their best option. Let's go in there and get it done. I don't think he's feeling that. They're just saying, okay, hey. Just go in there. We can't get it done with these two guys. Let's see what you let's see what you can do. We don't think you can get it done, but hopefully you can. I, I don't think he feels that way. I prom I promise you this. He doesn't think that the Elks staff believes in him. They thought he, he believed in him. They believed in him last year when they drafted him. Uh they don't they don't he doesn't think that way now because they've proven it over the last 10 weeks. So uh, but we'll see. Stylistically, let's see. Maybe they come out and, and what's it? What is he gonna do? What are they gonna come out and play triple option, uh, army, <laughs> army, navy, wishbone? What, what are they gonna do? Because they don't think that he can drop back, and as of yet, and dissect defenses and 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 succeed. Uh, whether he can or not, that's we'll find out. But I don't, I don't think they believe he can. Well, new offensive coordinator and Jarius Jackson, uh, old offensive coordinator. Uh, it's gone. Old offense coordinator was so bad they moved into defense. Is, is that logical? Like, what is that saying about him? But you know they have so many problems going on in Edmonton. Let's hopefully. And I'm a Winnipeg Blue Bomber to the day I die. But I hope these Elks can beat my Blue Bombers because I'm tired of talking about this team losing. So let's hope Trey Ford can go out there and help this team get a victory. Uh, what other elephant in the room? We 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 have to go with uh, go to Hamilton and talk about. Tommy Condell being let go 
for uh, Scott Milanovic coming as offensive coordinator. Now they're saying it was mutual. I don't believe that more so than I believe I have a full head of hair on my head. It was not mutual. They did not go in there and say, Tommy, want to let you go. What do you think? Yeah, you know what? I think I want to be let go also. So let's let let's let let this thing make it sound like it's mutual. No, they fired him. I'm sure he didn't want to get fired, but it had to happen. This team is really struggling uh, offensively, and they had to make a move. So they had to bring Milanovic in. What do you think about this move, uh, Chess? What does Orlando Steinauer feel about it? That's mm. what I, I – Tommy's gone. So that, that's Tommy's gone. Tommy's mm. been in the league for a long time. I'm sure he'll pop back up somewhere. I I would be concerned if I'm oh because yep. there's changes have got to be made. You bring in a guy who's a head coach, who's been a head coach, yep. who sit on the sidelines watching. The great cup is in your backyard. What's this? This move is moving Scott to OC. If they struggle the next few weeks, uh, he might his office might be the OC office Ooh. and and looking to slide over to a different office, Ooh. and that creates uh you know an uncomfortable dynamic in Hamilton they'll never they'll never admit it they'll never right. talk about it right right that's just the reality O has to know that whether Scott's better suited to be the head coach or not that's that's not the point but the pressure from outside uh O has got to feel it now because he's that's he's right there without a doubt and, and and that's my question how much uh how much say did O have on bringing in Scott Milanovic? Was it all uh, the, the the powers that be above him? Did they say, okay, you need to make a move and this is a move we want to make? Or did he say, okay, I need to make a move and I need to bring in Scott? Because Scott has been a consultant, you know, but he's been doing it from Florida. So how much impact has he had? But now he's going to be on location right there. And as you mentioned, is there a pressure on, oh, now if this thing doesn't work out? Because Scott is not coming back up to the CFL to be an offensive coordinator. He's He's not doing that with success he's had as the head coach in the CFL. He's not coming back up here long term to be an OC. That's not what he's coming back up for. So I agree with you 100%. There's a lot of pressure on Steinauer to get this thing done. Let me ask, let me ask you this. If you're Orlando and Scott Mitchell, Bob Young, say to you, we want to bring, we want to get rid of Tommy and, and bring in uh, Scott Milanovic, what, what's your first thought as, as O? I know what my first thought is. No. So, yeah, right, right, right. Because right. I know eventually he wants my job. He's not coming up here to be an OC. Right. He's going to do everything in his power to make sure this offense is successful. But at the end of the day, he's coming back to be a head coach. He's, he's, he's one. He's one. He, he's one table closer to the buffet. With, without a doubt, he wants to yeah. eat. He's hungry. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's hungry. He wants to be a head coach. He's not coming back up here to be so, an OC. So whether. You know, whether, you know, Bob Young or be Scott Mitchell who says to, you know, makes makes the decision that that, that they want Tommy out. O doesn't have a decision to make. He has no choice because if O says, no, I'm not getting rid of Tommy, I'm, I'm keeping him, then they're just going to leapfrog. They'll just leapfrog and fire Tommy and O and, and, and Scott will be the head coach. So I don't, at this point, I don't think O had a choice. He had no choice at all. He had no choice at all. But I guarantee you. He didn't want he didn't want Scott Milanovic in his position, but it is what it is. You know, there's pressure on them. Uh, the Grey Cup is there, uh, and they need to get it done. If not, we'll see more major changes. Maybe not this year, but in the off season, yep. if this team continues to struggle, we'll, we'll, we'll see some major major changes. One hundred, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, how about former? 
breakup winning quarterback, Chris Trevler. He's been released by the Jets. Uh, and a lot of people don't know, but you were just in the Jets camp. Yeah. And you know some things about Chris Trevler that a lot yeah. of people don't know about. Uh, would you care to indulge on those <laughs> things that you know about Chris Trevler and why he's no longer in the NFL with the Jets? Yeah, I was I was at I'm on an NFL camp tour right now, and I was in New York last week. And the guys in New York and Strebler was actually on the sidelines with Garrett Wilson, with Brees Hall, um, running and rehabbing. Those guys are, are also banged up. But talking to the the New York reporters there, they said there was there was zero chance that that they saw Chris as a potential backup quarterback, but they love him, and that was. It was a compliment to me. It sounds like it's 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 not flattering, but it's a compliment. They said the things that he provided in the locker room, everybody loved him. That he was uh, he would he would play that scout team quarterback and really gave them great looks because he could do what other quarterbacks can't do on the roster, obviously. And then even on special teams, he was going down doing things, giving them that um, you know on special teams as an extra guy in the roster. So just things basically being a Swiss Army knife on the roster, but had zero. Thoughts that staff had zero thoughts of him actually being the backup quarterback, which right. I mean, for us up here who are saying, okay, well, what's, you know, Chris Trevor might be the answer for one of these teams that need a quarterback. I mean, remember, remember, folks, Chris Trevor was a really good teammate and a really good football player. He was never a good quarterback in the CFL. No. I, I never saw anything that made me think he'd no. be a friend. If I'm a GM, I'm not signing him as my franchise guy. So for those saying, he's not coming back or he, you know, he's going to hold out. He's going to wait. Well, I, I don't know many GMs that, that would unload starting quarterback money on Chris Trevor to be their guy right now. No, you, you can't do it. As, as you alluded to great uh, change up for a quarterback, short yardage guy. Uh, he provides a lot. If you want to do some wildcat type stuff, special team player. I mean, that's why he was able to get those years in the, in the NFL and get his pension and, but coming back up here, and a lot of people believe, and he's going to be your franchise starting quarterback. I don't see that happening. And 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 maybe he wants to go the route of USFL or XFL because he believes that gives him the best opportunity uh, to get another opportunity in NFL. Uh, maybe that's what he wants to do. I'm sure there are some CFL teams who reached out to him. Uh, but as far as providing him with that big long term contract to be your guy, if I'm a GM, I'm not doing that because how much would you pay? How much would you pay him right now? As as the team that if a CFL team needs a quarterback, you're a GM and you need to sign him for next year, let's say. Let's say he signs a deal with something guaranteed next year. How much guaranteed money would you give him? I would give him maybe two look at the salary cap. Between two hundred and two fifty and make the rest incentive based. That that's what I'm doing with Chris Trevor. He he just hasn't shown that he can be, especially in the CFL, that every down drop back quarterback who can win games consistently for you. He's shown us that. And but now he's still worth that too, but he's still worth that. Oh, without a doubt, because right. everything I, I else agree. that you talked about. I mean, the man was, he played some in the NFL. He didn't play much, but he was able to show that he could provide some skill yeah. set that could help out a team and he could do the same thing in the CFL. So I'll be willing to give him that. And not a 500, not a 500 starting quarterback. And, and that's, that's the problem though, because, if you have a legit starting quarterback, you're going to have to give him between three and five hundred thousand dollars. And how can you pay Chris Stravler to two fifty? So that's right. seven hundred thousand dollars. So you have to have a guy 
in front of him that's also making the same amount that he's making. So that's where the problems come about. So here's here's the answer to anybody's question about about Strebler's return. No, there's no coaches, no teams are going to pay him five hundred thousand dollars guaranteed, and there's no way that well, I wouldn't sign if I'm him for two hundred thousand. He might as well wait and see if an NFL team picks him up on uh, you know the practice squad again or picks him up. They have an injury issue and he could pops in as a third string quarterback somewhere else because he'll make half that money in, in one or two games. So he might as well wait. So the, the chances of, of Strev coming back to the CFL this year are slim to none for those two reasons. If a team said, I'll give you 600 grand right now, a CFL team to be the starter, and I'm Chris's agent, I take it yes. right now. Because yes. he's not going back to the NFL as a starter uh, or a backup. Not but he could get no. on a practice roster no. somewhere else. So no. I think that's where we need to that's where we need to look for those who are saying, uh, Chris Strebler is an option to come back to the CFL. And how, how on the last, you know, how much, how long does he wait before he decides, okay, I'm, I'm going back to play some football somewhere, XFL, USFL, whatever it may be, CFL. I, I, I think come this offseason, nothing, if nothing is happening in NFL, it's time to pull the plug on that. Se- September 2024. You're going as, oh, after training next camp year, starts. After next, year, after next year's training camp. No, I'm yeah. not waiting that long. If I'm not no. signed by training, no one's going to sign him right before training camp. If he's not signed in the offseason, I don't believe he's getting signed. What if the quarterback gets hurt, though? I, you wouldn't sign him in the offseason because you're going to sign college guys first because they you, they'll, you, they have the potential and they haven't had an opportunity in the NFL system. They might be good. You see how they are. If they but, but there'll be enough college guys coming out where they'll say, we're not going back to Chris Strebler. We'll right. sign another college yeah, yeah. guy, young yeah. college guy who hasn't been signed instead of going yeah. back to him. So – if he's not signed before training or in the offseason when many camps start, I, I, in, my, in my opinion, it's time to move on. So when the, free, when the free agent frenzy starts next year in the CFL and we look at guys like Jeremiah, depending on his his status, and and, and Trevor, um, we look at his status, you, you can throw probably now throw Chris Trevler into that mix as someone that teams are going to seriously look at in the offseason that for in free agency as a quarterback if he hasn't gone to the xfl right. i could see him possibly trying that because that's a quicker route yeah. back to the nfl so we'll just have to yeah. wait and see yeah we'll have to wait and see yeah uh, on the media front uh, skip bayless and we found this interesting chatting about this he's now signed richard sherman to be his co-host he signed little wayne to be his co-host <laughs> and rachel nichols to be his co-host could, could you find uh, three more polarizing figures uh, than those. So he's genius move, genius but, move oh from my, Skip. Without he, a doubt, he's lost the culture. In, in in you know, people have sided against him for numerous reasons, and probably won't want to watch if he just hires another talking head. Who's going to watch? I don't want to listen to him. Right. But now he hires people that. Not, let's just see what what the train wreck looks like with with those guys. Remember. Remember, Richard Sherman said to Skip Bayless, he said, I'm I'm better than you at life. Right. Remember that? Right, 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 right. So this right. should be – and Little Wayne doesn't give a – Little Wayne care. doesn't care. He'll say anything. Right. So it's and, smart and, from Skip. He had to make this move. And Rachel Nichols has made some controversial comments also. So you got, you got a bunch of train wrecks coming together, and people can't turn away from train wrecks. You hate to hear about them, but you – you can't turn away from them, and that's what they're hoping for. You know, it, it, it's all about viewership 
There's going to be some controversy. There's going to be some some statements that are mentioned on this show uh, that people may not like, but you'll keep tuning in, and that's all they're concerned with. You don't have to like like the individuals. You don't have to uh, always agree with what they're saying, but they yeah. just want you to tune in, and that's what they're going to get from these uh, individuals that they have on this show. Now, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I've, I've never been a fan of uh, of their show, but I'm going to tune in now because I want to know yeah. what they have to say and how they respond to Skip Bayless, Little Wayne, and you know Rachel Nichols and Richard Sherman. That Those are uh, a plethora of different type of individuals with different type of viewpoints. So it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to tune in initially to see what they're talking about. I was at a steakhouse during the Raptors playoff. Why are you eating steak, Chaz? I told you about that red meat, boy. I told you about that. Steak and, steak and red wine. Yeah, okay. It's a, Just... it's a beautiful It's a beautiful thing. All right. Uh, and, uh, and I was sitting at the bar, sitting at the bar waiting for a table, and, and uh, Ernie Johnson from – TNT was there, obviously covering covering the finals, and they got good good dude, just as you would expect uh, him to be. But we probably chopped it up for a good a good half hour there, and, and he said, talk about being a traffic cop, talking about the panel, mm. and he said, he said, I'm a I'm a traffic I'm a traffic cop, and how I see it is I'm a traffic cop, but I'm looking I'm looking to I'm looking to make collisions without a doubt, and then and then yeah. I get out of the way, mm-hmm. which I thought that was a uh, that was pretty funny, but yeah, uh, big big fan of big fan of Rob Black. Him and Rob, oh, wow. first okay. person he asked me about his life was Rob Black, was Blackie. Right, was like you, right. you talked to Rob, that's my guy. Rob's my guy. So right, right. I right. love shout right. out, shout out to our guy Rob Black. Without a doubt, and you talk about uh, uh, train crashes. We have some on our panel every now and then. We have <laughs> we have some train crashes on our panel every now and then. All right, one more time. Let, let let's discuss. Uh, What's going on with the commanders? The Washington Commanders' new offensive coordinator, uh, Eric Bieniemy. Uh, some of his players are complaining that he's uh, maybe too tough, or maybe too—I uh, don't know the the best term to describe how these players are feeling. But let, let's let's touch on that topic. I'll start off by saying, stop crying, stop crying. Uh, if you think he's too tough, go get a new job. This man has won a couple of Super Bowls. We never heard any of his former players with the Kansas City Chiefs complain. We actually have heard a couple of those players come out and defend him. Uh, one of the best players in the NFL right now, Tyreek Hill, has come out and said, hey, his coaching style was a big reason why we were able to have success. So to these players, and maybe I'm just old school, stop complaining. Stop complaining, get on board, and, and hope you have – half of the success they were able to have with him uh, when he was uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. You're dead ass wrong. You're dead ass wrong. <laughs> you, you just, you have, look, no, on, on, look, you have to adjust. That's, that's, that's the reality of, of sports in this world. When, when you're a, a head coach or offensive coordinator and you make $3 million and your, your defensive end complaining makes $17 million, it, just the reality is you have to adjust. Now, whether, we think it's right or wrong or the old school mentality is be tougher. And when I played and all this BS, like that's, that sounds cute, but that's just not the way it works. You have to, you need the leaders on your team. And this is not, whether I think it's right or wrong, I, I don't care. Just you need the leaders on your team to buy in to what you're selling, to get to that, to get to the final point you need to get to it. And so if guys uh, on your roster, the star player, who I don't care about the average guys, but the good players, guys like you, you need those guys to buy into what you're selling and 
if that's what if it's if it's lightening lightening the load, if it's you know shifting how you translate messages, whatever it is to get the guys to buy in, because you have uh, a locker room that's that's unruly and and disgruntled. You can play the I've won Super Bowls and I'm be tougher all you want. You're not going to have success. Okay, all right. You made a couple of great points. You talk about star players. Who are the star players on the Washington Commanders? They don't have any star players. There's no one should be standing yeah, up and saying Montez, Montez, Sweat, Chase Young, anyone that makes oh, anyone that makes fifteen star players. Anyone that makes fifteen million dollars. They didn't pick up Chase Young's fifth year. He's not he a still, star player. He, he still went number two overall. And, that was and how many years ago? And what has he done? I'm just talking. What has he done? I don't care about, about money. the money he's making. Well, I, well, you, you should care because that's what, unfortunately, that's what dictates. They don't care that much so, okay, about him. Montez Sweat, then. Take, take Chase Young's name out of it. Montez, Montez Sweat. Sweat plays Allen, one position. Allen, he's a defensive lineman. A defensive and, lineman. And he doesn't even with, deal with them. We're talking about the well, offensive coordinator who's been part of a team that's gone to three Super Bowls, winning okay, two Terry, of them. Let me, let me say an offensive name so we can get the argument moving. Terry McLaurin. Like, you just – it has to be – He's a star, but he's not a superstar. He's not a – how many playoff games has he won? Zero. Zero. No, so not, none at all. You need the star players on your side, though. So I'm not, I get, I don't, I'm not agreeing that these guys aren't soft or whatever it is, but if they're not buying into what you're selling, Eric Bienemy is not Andy Reid. What the hell has Eric Bienemy done? So if he wants to come out there and be rah rah, tough guy, I used to do it this way in my day, and it's not, if it's not resonating, it's just not resonating. That's that's as, 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 you have to adjust. Ask Patrick Mahomes how much Eric Bieni is Eric Bieniemy has meant to him. And he'll tell, I've heard it. He tells yeah, it all what, the time how gonna, much he's he's impacted his career. How much he's not, done for him. Fair enough. There's not a there's not a coach that I've ever won with that I don't look back and someone asked me about him and I don't have great things to say because you win championships together. You have a special bond. You have great things to say. That's you're gonna say that. And I'm not. I'm not disputing that. That doesn't help the relationship between the young guys in Washington and now. Now maybe there's a, a happy medium, but just to say, just to say, too bad. Uh, Eric Bieniemy's won Super Bowls, and if his coaching style, if you don't like it, too bad. You have guys on guaranteed contracts, Mill, and okay. you have no, you can't, you can't move on from them. So you better, you better find ways to make them happy. That's just unfortunately the nature of the business and the business. Of the business, that's really what it is. It's I don't, I don't see sense. him changing right now because his style of play has brought success. His style of coaching has brought success. He's not going to change until he realizes that it's not Bill working. He's not Bill Belichick. He's a guy who's a he was an offensive coach. He's not even an offensive coordinator. He didn't even call the plays. Who he who had Eric he, he, he had a lot of input on what was being called and what was being run. He had a lot of input. He's not going to change. It worked for him. Why would he change? These guys haven't had any success. That's why they brought him over there. That's why the commanders brought him over there. They want to create that winning tradition. How can you say something when you haven't won? They haven't won. Why are you even talking? I understand they have some players who have a bunch of money and all that, but they haven't won. You need to keep your mouth shut until you can go out there and win some games, win some championships. Make it to the playoffs. Win a playoff game, and then you can start talking. Until then, keep your mouth shut and get on board. You may not like what's being said. You may not like his coaching style. But allow it to play out. It may get you some success. 
Plenty of people hated playing with Michael Jordan, but they knew they were going to win. That's why they signed up for it. It may be the same case with Eric Bieniemy. Allow you know the process to play out and see what happens. You know what a great quality of a of a broadcast or a partner is? Not always having to have the last word. So I'll let I'll let you end it on that. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good point, Milt Stegall. When I was at Jets camp last week, got a chance to sit down one on one with the great Aaron Rodgers. We, we chatted for almost a half an hour. It was, it was pretty uh, cool and an interesting, interesting conversation. He said some stuff, and, and we'll we'll chat about that uh, next week. But I, some interesting nuggets. He basically he basically told me that he's given Garrett Wilson everything he gave Devontae, and it's interesting to what. Mm. Uh, what he meant by that. And also when I asked him about New York city, he just raised his eyebrows and laughed. So I think he's having a, I think he's having a pretty good time. Alrighty. Another episode of wide open with milk and cheese, milk Stiegel and David Sanchez. So uh, make sure you check out and follow us on all social media platforms. And we'll be back with some more nuggets and some more content. Check you guys out later. Have a good one.